Listen, do you hear that sound? It started low, but it's getting progressively louder. Into a crescendo, even louder. Irresistible ending in an ear-splitting blast of mass disruption. That's the sound of America's economic and political systems crashing to the ground. But we have a plan. We will be ready to restore political sanity. We will be ready to answer the call of productive America. We will restore America's industrial base and put America back to work. We will shut down political correctness and restore decency and positive media to America. We will save our constitution, our traditional way of life, our customs, and religion. We will restore sound money and crush the debt-based system of monetary slavery. And we will end America's foreign misadventures. We are the American Freedom Party, and we have a plan. Learn more about us, theamericanfreedomparty.us. You're listening to Resolution Radio, 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 ResolutionRDO.com. There will be people that still try to use cash, but what they'll do is they own all the businesses. And so what they'll do, all the corporations, the major corporations that we go to and buy products from and groceries and everything else, and you won't be able to buy anything without that digital currency. And so your currency at home will be used maybe for other things between people or, or for a while, but it'll eventually be shut out. And I know that this is coming. They've been wanting this for a long time. But I did find the downing of the bank, the Silicon Valley Bank, to be really quite interesting because I think the whole thing is a sham. And I think the whole thing kind of reeks of what happened in 2008, too. And it didn't just collapse on its own. It was made to collapse. In fact, did the people get their money out and then they got the Fed bailout on top of it? 
Did it need to be bailed out? Of course not. Of course not. They have insurance for those kinds of things. They did not need to be bailed out. But then what we were told in the press was that they needed to be bailed. They needed to be bailed out, that it was just that bad. Why was it that bad? And why was there no precursory anything going on to predict the failure of this bank? Do you know to date the only excuse they, they can come up with is there was no regulator on site for nine months? That's not exactly an excuse. That's not exactly a reason why the bank failure. There was nothing to say that this bank was going to fail except for maybe the smaller banks like the mom and pop stores are getting gobbled up by the bigger banks. That's really the only thing going on here. Welcome back to The Alex Jones Show. I'm Kate Daly, your guest host from katedalyradio.com. I'm so glad you're tuned in today. I, I want to discuss so many different things. I want to discuss the fakery, the theater, all of it. I can't wait. I'm actually excited <laughs> to talk about these things. You can find me at katedalyradio.com. I do a daily show. And, and let me just tell you, I'm so happy to be here uh, on Alex's show. And there was a story. I don't know if you guys remember this. This was clear back 1972. I'm a fan of John Wayne. I actually like it when men are men. I know. Call me nuts. <laughs> call me crazy. I actually like men to be men and celebrate that. And I think it's amazing. And I like being a woman. I know in this day and age, so controversial for me to even say that. Isn't that scary? Anyway, let's go back to 1972 for a moment. There was a scene in The Cowboys, if you remember this movie. And Bruce Dern was the bad guy. And Bruce Dern told the audiences that he was informed that his character had to shoot John Wayne. And Dern responded by saying, yeah, you know, because John Wayne said, they're going to hate you for this. They're going to hate you for shooting my character. And Bruce Dern said, yeah, but they're going to love me in Berkeley, which I would imagine they would have. And shortly after the film's release, um, he received, Dern received a death threat and the death threat for his character shooting Wayne in the back. And he said, I remember the day I shot Jan John Wayne in the Cowboys. He had never had a bullet hit put on him. Never. And this was 1972. And he leaned into me and said, is this going to hurt? And I said, and Bruce Dern said, absolutely, it's going to hurt. You should have one of those big, you know, USC marching band Roman shields that, that we can put in front of you because they're going to blow a hole in your chest. And he knew that and he had never done it, had never had it done. And Mark Rydell was the director and decided that the only way the scene could could work is if the audience, if they thought that Wayne was surprised by this. OK, and so unbeknownst to him, they put a bullet back in bullet hit in the back of his jacket. He said, I shot him in the back in the first shot and he did not know that was going to happen. He played it like a pro went all the way through it and everything, got up and then told the director, Mark Riddell, and I that we were that we were both, I, get, I don't know if I can say that word, but anyway, called him a name. And he said, John Wayne was great to me. He did something to me that was most welcoming, inviting thing in my career. He said to me on the first day, I want you to do me a favor. And Bruce Stern said, okay, what is it? And he said, I want you to pick on me all day long. And absolutely, be absolutely careless with your attitude toward me so that these little kids, they're scared of me. And if you can treat me like that, then, you know, what might you do to them? Really believe that you're the bad guy. And it worked. And uh, and Bruce Dern, you know, continued to tell this story for years that John Wayne wanted him to treat him like that. They wanted us to believe in Bruce Dern's bad character. They wanted us to believe that. John Wayne was startled when he got that shot and when he had that bullet hit put on him that he did not know that it, that it was on him. I go back to this story because what a theater production it was. It was over the most fake thing that happened. It was complete fakery from start to finish. We were watching a movie, but people would actually send death threats to Bruce Dern for shooting John Wayne's character in a movie in a movie, knowing that this is a scripted 
a scripted thing that they're watching, still emotionally involved in this to the hilt. And what's going on in our day and what's going on with the media right now, it is so scripted. It is so to our benefit to be emotionally drawn into this like a soap opera. And I'm talking about Trump's impending arrest. I'm talking about January 6th. I'm talking about the Ukraine. I'm talking about the banks. I'm talking about everything. So scripted beyond belief. But what do we do? We play into it every day. We get emotionally involved in the sides and the right left game. We talk about it as if we're at it, watching a wrestling match. And those are scripted too. Everything is scripted, but we still get emotionally involved. When I come back, I want to expand on the things I just said and maybe introduce a few other ideas to you. When I come back on The Alex Jones Show, I'm Kate Daly, your guest host. Welcome back to The Alex Jones Show. So glad to have you listening. And I'm Kate Daly, your guest host from katedalyradio.com. You know, Drudge, I always visit Drudge, not because I'm trying to find any truth, but because <laughs> it's a nightmare website. It's so bought and sold and so progressive. And all of its messages completely progressive with the progressive bend. But I have, to, I have to go through a couple of the headlines for you today. Okay, so no arrest yesterday, of course. And AI creates Trump arrests. They're so desperate. They're so desperate for a headline, for a photo, for something that shows this theater that they have AI conjure up and literally conjure up a picture so that you can see a picture of him being arrested to what to satisfy some some crazy liberal dream of this happening i i have no idea why um but of course they have to break out with something you can't just have a slow news day you've got to actually put something out for the fodder of people right so day and here's another one here's another headline so ai creates trump arrest <laughs> like you're supposed to believe the image Decades of legal scrutiny building up to climax. Oh, really? What's the climax, Drudge? The porn star, the clerks, the president. Drudging up this old porn star. I think this event never even happened. I think Michael Cohen was paid to do what he did to draw some turmoil into the presidency of Trump. I think the whole thing is faked. Um. Also, here's another one. Inside efforts to turn arrest into martyrdom. He wants to be handcuffed. Really? Grand jury told to stay home today. Developing story. Courtroom makes extraordinary late night demands in case. Proud boy says, you know, F Trump. Oh, aren't the proud boys? I thought the proud boys were on the take. Or is not is are people not supposed to know that? Okay. Um, Michael Cohen, long arc from ally to chief antagonist. Yeah, I'd like to know who paid him to be there. Um, look, um, we have a lot of fakery going on with a lot of actors. And here's the deal. I always look at the fruit of what has happened. What is the result? What, what, are, we, what are we doing here? I look back on the four years of Trump. Now, it's funny that uh, I got into it with several um, iconic politicians, well-known politicians over this. We fought it out on Facebook um, over the fact that I wasn't upset about Trump's Twitter. I wasn't upset about the comments he made with Billy Bush behind the bus. I could have cared less. And as a woman, none of that bothered me. I mean, I actually really like Trump. I actually like the way he is. I think it's, I think it's actually really nice uh, to see that. But at the same time, I have to look at what happened over the Trump years and what's happening now. No arrest from the Miralago event that was thrown into the papers for so long after he was president. He didn't do anything about the election fraud and the coup that happened in our nation. We'd been cooed before, but this coup was a little different because it was so obvious. So the coup in the nation, nothing was done. And he, ha he had the presidency. There are some things he could have done. Mike Pence so bought and sold, cashing it in at the last moment and letting you know how bought and sold he truly is. And then, of course, the um, anti-vaccine to the pro-vaccine, went anti-vaccine to pro-vaccine. And why, I have no idea other than the fact that maybe he truly believed in the COVID vaccine or he was threatened or his family was threatened to go along with it. I'll never know. I think the missing piece is always going to be how reluctant somebody is, how reluctant somebody is 
going along with these things or just going along with them with the intention of of doing what they want, those that run this world. And I'll talk about those people in just a moment. But I think that's probably the missing piece for me is how reluctant are they? And can you count? Because I always give people the benefit of the doubt for change as well. And there was a piece of me that always believed, actually, that Trump really loves this country. And is he being forced to do some of these things? I don't know. But the fruit of the last six years, seven years, as we look back, hasn't been good for us. There were some good, there were some little wins, some little things that you could hang your hat on and some things that I really enjoyed, like the persecution of the mainstream media. But what that did was bring, a, bring about the um, disinformation fake news campaign that the government embroiled itself into by using mainstream media. So coming down on people even harder. Also, you have the whole situation of Russiagate and Russia, the whole Russiagate thing was nobody ever went to jail for saying that uh, there was Russia collusion. Russia's again, the bad guy, always the bad guy for 80 years. Um, as we keep saying, they're going to do something to us that they never do, but used in the papers as fodder for, um, for, for the whole Russiagate experience during the presidency, right? Big distractions, big distraction after big distraction. But at the end of the day, there's still no arrest. There's still no anything. And, and, but there's always the threats of it, just like the threats of Russia. Russia's going to nuke us. In December, the headlines were Russia was about to nuke us and they were loading up the nukes. <laughs> That's, that was three months ago. Um, and then, of course, we fly a drone into one of their fighter jets to make it look even worse and to make it look like, oh, my gosh, there was this altercation in the air which looked really bizarre and like they were trying to grab a headline as the Pentagon put out footage after footage of it. They don't release footage for other things, but man, they ponied that up quick, didn't they? So I look back on the last six years and, and, and what truly happened. There, was a lot, there were a lot of actors on the stage acting out the whole Russiagate stage that pretended to be patriots. You probably know who I'm talking about. And then, of course, you had, you had this, the whole victimization thing. And so right now what they're doing is they are getting the base to get excited, to get mad, to get upset and want you to protest where they want you to protest. They want you to come to New York and protest. They want you to go to the Capitol and protest. In fact, they're all ready for you to go protest. One of the biggest lessons that we should have learned from Harold Zeger, the book Freedom's Nightmare and coming out of East Germany was that they didn't actually go to the Capitol to protest the East Germans. What did they do? They peaceably walked around the churches, not the Capitol. They didn't go where they were directed to go, where FBI agents would be posed, poised as, or their version of the Stasi, poised as citizens ready to annihilate and, and trade in their fellow citizen. I can't imagine anything more disgusting than that. But there are feds that are willing to do it. Why? Because they're told, and they believe it because they're idiots, they believe that you and I are the problem and that when we go to the Capitol specifically, we're there to do damage. So they're the heroes in the story by dressing up like average you and me to look like a total idiot and then portray themselves as a patriot. And the FBI is stupid enough to believe it. They're stupid enough to believe that you and I are the big threat. So if you and I walk around churches as they did in East Germany, we don't go where they tell you to go, where they tell you where they really desperately want you to protest, but someplace completely different. Would the feds then have a different MO as far as going to the churches dressed up as patriots? If we were East Germany and we started doing what East Germany did to finally end the tyranny of communism in East Germany, they walked around the churches in groups of 10 to 50,000 people. And the optics would have been so bad for the government plowing them with bullets that they opted not to do it. And East Germany came to a screeching halt. Why? Because the people protested, but they didn't go and protest at the Capitol. They didn't go and protest where everyone wanted them to, or they were goaded into doing it. See, the feds are so idiotic that they actually do believe that patriots like you and I are the problem and that we need to be stopped because we're the threat, not realizing that they're the threat. They are the threat because they love to criminalize average Americans and they'll even go as far as to entrap them to do it. 
How sickening is that? But what if you told the Fed that they had to dress up as a patriot and walk around a church with a bunch of people that were peaceably just walking around a church? Well, it'd be harder to sell that Fed on the story that you and I are the problem, right? That you and I are the the jerk, that you and I are the person ruining this country. And maybe it might finally get through to that Fed, you know, that Fed that just doesn't understand that they're the problem, that we aren't the enemy and that we are the masses. They're really afraid of the masses, you know? And so we need to make sure that we realize how to fight this fight. You don't go along with where they want you to go to do things, to turn you into a domestic terrorist. You don't go along with their plan. I'll be right back on The Alex Jones Show. Stay with me. I have a lot more to talk about. Team at Antelope Hill is proud to announce the release of a new translation. Leon de Grel in Exile by Jose Luis Jerez Reisco. Readers of The Burning Souls will already be familiar with de Grel's life before and during the Second World War, his service on the Eastern Front, and his involuntary post-war exile in Franco, Spain. This new work tells the story of his life in exile in detail, replete with first-hand accounts from Spanish nationalists and friends of de Grel. During his time in Spain, de Grel did not wallow in sadness, despite the atrocities inflicted upon him and his family by the victorious Allied powers. He stayed remarkably active in European nationalist politics and left a lasting impression on both his personal friends and those from around the European world who took inspiration from his tenacious idealism. De Grel's enduring legacy in Spain is well-deserved. Such a legacy also deserves to be spread to both sides of the Atlantic and beyond. Antelope Hill is proud to be the first to bring this unparalleled biography to the English reader. Get Leon de Grel in exile today at antelopehillpublishing.com. the new world order is now the top story in the world. The globalists are in deep trouble, but they're striking back with all their deep state operatives to shut down InfoWars and other truth tellers like James O'Keefe and Tucker Carlson and countless others. So please pray for us now more than ever. 
spread the word about the broadcast and get great products to keep us on air and fund our operation while at the same time enriching your life. Now we've got three new products available at InfoWarsStore.com and a bestseller back in stock. We have the amazing Dr. Jones Naturals turmeric toothpaste that's so much more. Find out more at InfoWarsStore.com. We have the ashwagandha root pills with black powder extract to accelerate your libido, stamina, testosterone. And we have pure ashwagandha gummies at InfoWarsStore.com as well. These are all the highest quality products. The prebiotic is now finally back in stock. They're all there at InfoWarsStore.com. So please take action now. Enrich your life, empower your body, and keep us on air. Please take action now. InfoWarsStore.com back to the Alex Jones show. I'm Kate Daly, your guest host, and glad you're tuned in today uh, for today's show. And talking about the feds, you might think I'm a little mean to the feds. Um, I don't really have a lot of respect for the feds because without the feds and without the CIA, the minions carrying out this bought and paid for destruction of our country, they wouldn't, we wouldn't, they wouldn't get very far. Those at the helm that that decide these things. You've got the WEF, you've got the bankers, and you've got another industry that I'll talk about in just a moment. But these industries that, that kind of run everything, it's so interesting to me because they, are, they, they could not do what they want to do without very willing participants. And it just so happens it's mostly our feds and our CIA agents and all of the people so more than willing to do the bidding and sell out their country. They don't realize that at some point they're going to have to live in the same country destruction that they're creating. And for some reason, that memo never reaches them. But they think they're doing something courageous and bold by going after you and I, by infiltrating you and I. And that infiltration's going on all over the place. I noticed it locally. I noticed how many people like, like when I mentioned the, the Proud Boys and I mentioned all these groups. Those are like Fed infiltration groups. It's absolutely asinine to think that these people are patriots, true patriots. True patriots are you and I. We don't go dressed up like Chansley and bullhorns and, and the whole nine yards and wear a fur to, to an event. That is not who we are. We're just normal, average people that love our country. And I do think he's on the take. I don't think Chansley is actually in prison. I would actually bet money that he's not. And I think he's part of the intelligence racket. And I think that he was put there dressed up like what's meant to be a comical lunatic to look and make it look like those pictures as they're splashed about the country is what a patriot looks like. It is not what a patriot looks like. Not to me anyway. It's you and me. It's the people that just love our country. And we just want to see it saved from the destruction that our fellow Americans are doing to it. Trump is theater. It is all theater. And I think if you finally realize that we're watching big productions played out in front of us. This has nothing to do with the reality. He's playing along with this too. And I think at some point you have to take that information in. And it doesn't mean that you don't have a hero any longer to look at, to say, well, somebody's got to save us because nobody's going to do it. In East Germany, there was no hero. It was just the masses of people walking around the churches and they knew that the optics would look bad if they started gunning everybody down. So. When it comes to this kind of madness that we're talking about and all these people playing their parts and all the people, the people that you think are patriots, I doubt really whether they are because the patriot is just you and me. It's just you and me quietly working, going about our business, completely abhorred by what's going on in America right now. But it is not the guy that dresses up in bullhorns and paints his face and wears a fur and goes in looking like a total moron to an event. That guy was made up to look like the cartoonish version of a patriot. And I think, you know, when they tell us to come down, to be at the Capitol, to do it on their turf, why aren't we always aware of what that turf looks like and why they want us on their turf? Because they can easily control a situation. The whole entire January 6th, it wasn't like some feds infiltrated. A lot of people say that. This was because... It was all an infiltration. It was completely staged, a stage show, if you will. And normal people like you and me weren't duking it out with cops. There's no pictures of that. There's no injuries to speak of. Only a couple of people that might have gone a little too far um, in their role as a Fed dressed up as a patriot. But you and I, you and I simply walked through the Capitol as the cops waved people in. That was all that happened. There was nothing else. 
and anything else you might have seen with a few pictures, token pictures that they can pick out of it, or a couple of paid actors to to make sure they were on scene to make it look like you and I in our brand new MAGA hat that had never been touched before and clearly right out of the package were doing the damage. All of this is theater. It reminds me too of the um, the freedom cities that Trump keeps talking about. Why is he talking about freedom cities when we have 15 minute cities cropping up everywhere? In my state, they took a, a piece of ground where a prison was, relocated the prison and they're building a 15 minute city in the heart of Utah, where I live. I didn't grow up here, I grew up in California. But I moved to Utah and it's become increasingly blue. We have a total moron, Gavin Newsom lookalike wannabe, a Biden bootlicker for a governor. He's terrible. He goes by his pronouns and tries to get into the schools to talk to our kids about being a pronoun. He's awful. He's terrible. And we also took $105 billion of COVID bucks into my state and nobody knows where the money went. Well, I have a pretty good idea that that money might have gone to Part of the money, the $105 billion that never gets talked about and accounted for in the state of Utah, we took more than Florida and California combined and funneled that money through our state. We were more than happy to do that bidding. Did that money go into a 15-minute city? Huh. 15-minute cities are being created all over the United States. The Freedom City sounds a lot like the 15-minute city, but it's sold to us with the Freedom title. It's kind of like taking a bill and slapping on mom's apple pie and America first on it. And then all of a sudden it's a freedom bill, right? As if we're that stupid, but call it a freedom city, a freedom city where you can go anywhere in the city under 15 minutes and you're tracked. People are starting to get phone surveys in like, say the state of Nevada. I know of a phone survey where the departments are now calling people and asking them for 40 bucks. Will you sell your soul out and put a tracker in your car so that, or on your phone on an app so that we can track you wherever you go and find out how much you travel to the places you go to? And, and are you traveling in that 15 minutes or less? It's, and people are doing it for the $40 Amazon card or whatever they're promised, a little Visa card. It's sickening. But here is Trump selling us freedom cities on top of the 15-minute cities that are being implemented quietly all over the country. This stuff comes in so quietly and it's never talked about. Well, it sounds like the same thing to me. Why is he doing it? Why is he talking about these things? Is he told to? Is he a reluctant person talking about these things being forced? Or is he in on it? Is he an actor as well? I'm going to probably at this point let you know that that he's probably an actor playing his role, which I know you probably have already thought of. Why? Because you have a brain and you have a conscience and you listen to that little thing called the spirit of God that talks to you, right? Because that's the only way I can even know truth anymore, because we're in a game of propaganda that's so horrific. Whoever is going to vie for that spot, Nikki Haley is one of the young stars of Klaus Schwab and nobody will say it. Nikki Haley is an atrocity. I can't imagine people voting for her. I can't imagine anyone that they prop up in the rhino party of a Mitt Romney succession of idiots that would be, that would be the new hero of the country. But they want us to think and they want to energize our base to get us to think that we could rely on somebody and kick back and just eat popcorn and enjoy the show. That is not how this works. People in masses actually had to get up out of their chairs and walk around churches in East Germany to show their strength as a, the masses of people. All I'm saying is just don't do it on their turf. They want you. They're prepared for you to do it on their turf. They're not prepared to, for you to do it anyplace else. And so when people say protest or don't protest, it's how you protest and where you protest that's important. I'm Kate Daly, your guest host on Alex Jones. I'll be right back. I want to talk about the theater of the banking cabal in just a moment. Stay with me on Alex Jones. Back here with you on the Alex Jones Show. I'm Kate Daly, your guest host from the Kate Daly Show at katedalyradio.com. All right. The fakery. The fakery persists. I, aren't you just tired of it? Do you feel like you've had enough theater <laughs> for 120 years? I want to talk about that, but I also want to say this, is the distraction of the Trump arrest happening, not happening, AI, you know, AI sponsored arrest, whatever the case may be, it's all theater. 
What's going on around the world? What do they not want you to see? You know, I look at the entire Ukraine Zelensky theater, and here we have another actor, an actor who is obviously in a boy band wearing pasties, um, dancing around with his little male cohorts, right? You also have this war, and it, I find it so interesting that, uh, that I don't know where the evidence is of this war after a year. I went back to headlines about the same time in March last year. And it's always so fascinating to me to go back year after year after year and look at the headlines and nothing ever really changes. Russia is always coming to get us. They're always coming to nuke us. They never do. And then also we have these staged money laundering grabs where, you know, the, it never ends. The war never ends. Right. And no one around Ukraine is even any country around Ukraine is even concerned about what's going on. So obviously they're not feeling the threat of the Russia takeover. And then obviously we're doing their bidding. We are the ones that continuously come out with the information on Ukraine. Why is that? Why are we so deeply embroiled in Ukraine? Because we own Ukraine. We might as well just call it USA too and get it over with. It is our money laundering operation. And it's just sickening to watch, but the whole thing is staged. So the relationships between China and Russia the ousting and planned ousting of the dollar for digital currency. All of this is happening right now and the tracks are being laid by using the uniform commercial code, the UCC code update in at least 20 states that I know of passing this new update. What does the update do in these bills across America? Because the states, we never really talk, do we, about the bills that we share that suddenly were written for all of these different states at one time. Well, those tracks are being laid for digital currency, for groups to be called in to lead the digital currency takeover. And this is a slow, slow demise to digital currency and the ousting of the dollar altogether. A lot of people have asked me, well, how does that happen? What happens with digital currency? And there will be people that still try to use cash, but what they'll do is they own all the businesses. And so what they'll do, all the corporations, the major corporations that we go to and buy products from and groceries and everything else, and you won't be able to buy anything without that digital currency. And so your currency at home will be used maybe for other things between people or, or for a while, but it'll eventually be shut out. And I know that this is coming. They've been wanting this for a long time, but I did find the downing of the bank the Silicon Valley Bank to be really quite interesting because I think the whole thing is a sham. And I think the whole thing kind of reeks of what happened in 2008 too. And it didn't just collapse on its own. It was made to collapse. In fact, did the people get their money out and then they got the Fed bailout on top of it? Did it need to be bailed out? Of course not. Of course not. They have insurance for those kinds of things. They did not need to be bailed out. But then what we were told in the press was that they needed to be built. They needed to be bailed out, that it was just that bad. Why was it that bad? And why was there no precursory anything going on to predict the failure of this bank? Do you know to date the only excuse they, they can come up with is there was no regulator on site for nine months? That's not exactly an excuse. That's not exactly a reason why the bank failure. There was nothing to say that this bank was going to fail except for maybe the smaller banks like the mom and pop stores are getting gobbled up by the bigger banks. That's really the only thing going on here because there was no reason for a failure. There was no reason for anything like that to happen. But what do they do in the news? Oh, this bank just failed. And we're supposed to just believe that it failed on its own, just went down for what reason? It had major contracts. It had money. It had money flowing in and out even on paper, right? Even digitally, what in the world, what in the world happened? There's never been an ex explanation. The banking system is not collapsing. They just want you to think it is. This is why last week I said they want you to be the reason for your own demise. They want to get you so freaked out and gaslit in the headlines that you go do a bank run, right? So that we, so they don't even have to do the heavy lifting. They don't even have to do anything. We'll do it to ourselves. And then we'll be grateful, right, for digital currency to step in and seem like it's the most transparent thing on earth when we know it's not. And this is why no regulator saw it coming. The banks weren't insolvent. There was no real problem going on. They just wanted the bank to fall. 
They wanted you to think there was an issue. In January, I came on the show and I talked about the fact that over the next six months, we're going to seem very vulnerable. They're going to show us how vulnerable we are. We had the airlines, the, the um, hacking. We had, uh, we had different things going on that seemed like, oh gosh, we're just so hackable at any moment. Oh my gosh, we're just going to fail at any moment. Do you really believe that? Do you really believe that? They can't stand there and say that we're the strongest nation on earth and then say, well, we're so vulnerable though. It's got to be one way or the other. But they wanted you to believe that a bank would just suddenly drop for no reason. Now, we did have 5,000, almost 5,000 banks go under. And now since 1999. So it wasn't like it was anything new. But they know that you know about digital currency. And that is their hill to die on. It's the next hill, right? This is what they want badly. So, of course, they're going to use the momentum from a bank collapsing and a bank being provoked to collapse, right, on paper to make it look like it collapsed. Because I promise you, it's not really collapsing. It's just money being pocketed and double dipped. I don't think those companies lost a dime. And I think that they were again shored up and double dipped by the Federal Reserve. Federal Reserve raising high, uh, um, uh, hike rate again to, uh, today, which is kind of interesting too. They had a lot of assets. Are they being taken over by some of our main banks that we know all too well? Hmm. I'm going to go with yes on that one. I'm going to go with yes. And we have a lot of things being faked in CIA courts. I do a lot of research on judges. I do a lot of research on what you can do inside of a state. What kind of, uh, what kind of verdicts can be had inside of states, right? We have a lot of CIA courts. We have a lot of things going on that are not what they seem. And I know you know that. It's a really light statement. But there's so much to be said about my saying that. Because I think so much of this is completely faked. COVID was completely faked. I know a lot of people out there go, well, I had it. I just know I had it. No, you want to have it because it's 98 symptoms big. That's why. All they had to do was say the word COVID and we thought we had this thing. Right? All they had to do was say the word. And this is why they continuously gaslight us with it's a China disease. And now they're admitting that it's a China disease and the liberals can't handle it. Don't believe that for a second. Don't believe that for a second. It's all misdirection. This is why your favorite politician crusader is getting up and still calling it a China disease. China doesn't retaliate after they're the, after they're the scapegoat for COVID. Come on. Of course they would have. Of course they would have. So don't believe that for a second. This isn't a China disease. It didn't come from China. It came from us. It came from us and we wanted the whole world to be afraid of it. Down in Central and South America, they're still running around like little kids being so afraid of a germ, wearing masks, the whole nine yards. It's despicable to watch. It's sad to watch. I have no idea why that's happening. You still have hospitals with masks, uh, mandatory masks. Three years later, the insanity of the medical cabal and how stupid and idiotic they act. But they're told to do it, so they do it. They're not American. We have cabals all around us. COVID is a name. It's a name of 98 different symptoms that you can have. Sometimes you get more sick than other times. But I know for a fact that in your lifetime, you've been around sick people and you didn't get sick in your family. Things are not as contagious as we think they are or have been sold to think they are. So don't think for a second that the mask or social distancing or COVID is actually a thing. Some people just get a little more sick than others and there's lots of reasons we get sick. Toxic poisoning, bacteria, all kinds of things. But I guarantee it's not COVID, whatever COVID is. I'll be right back on the... Are you a native son or daughter of the South who pleads the stars and bars? Someone not born in Dixieland, but who is a Johnny Reb at heart and looking for a place to shop that promotes Southern heritage? Well, your search is over. Dixie Republic is the place to go for all things celebrating the Confederacy and promoting Southern pride. Inside the log cabin, just outside Traveler's Rest, South Carolina, Dixie Republic has t-shirts, hats, videos, flags, books, belt buckles, and some of the best mouth-watering barbecue sauce that will ever touch your lips. 
There's just about everything you want honoring the South at Dixie Republic. Well, you say that South Carolina is a bit too far for you to drive? Have no fear, my friend. All of this is just a mouse click away. Go online at www.dixierepublic.com. Your home for all things celebrating the Confederacy and promoting Southern pride. Is there a count somewhere? You're listening to Resolution Radio. Radio. ResolutionRDO.com. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a new toothpaste that my dad, a retired dentist and oral surgeon, developed. Dr. Jones Naturals Turmeric Toothpaste that just came into stock. And I got to tell you, I got samples of this months ago, and it is amazing. The way it makes your gums feel, what it does to your mouth, is insane. We know turmeric is an antioxidant and anti-inflammatory and does such great things for the body. Then you add that with tea tree oil and a bunch of other essential oils, it is just dynamite. It is so good to detox and attack inflammation in your mouth. I want to challenge everybody to try the new toothpaste at InfoWarsStore.com, Dr. Jones Naturals Turmeric Toothpaste. And while you're at it, check out the new Ashwagandha line of products. We have Ashwagandha with black pepper extract for your libido, your testosterone in pill form, and we have the pure Ashwagandha root gummies as well, now available at InfoWarsStore.com. They're amazing products and they fund the InfoWar. Take action now at InfoWarsStore.com. Back here with you on the Alex Jones Show. So glad to be with you. I'm Kate Daly, your guest host from KateDalyRadio.com for the hour. So much to talk about. How will I ever cram it all in? <laughs> that's, the, that's the name of the game. Oh my gosh, there's so many lies. Sometimes I just wish we could take the top off this Truman Show to really see all of the play acting and stage acting. Just like in that John Wayne clip, they desperately wanted you to believe that John Wayne was going to be shot. And you know, in that movie, and Bruce Stern was the bad guy, and you got your bad guys and your good guys, you got your victimized people. And then you, of course, have... King Fraudalot. King Fraudalot is trying to make it look like incompetence, but he doesn't have to try hard. He is incompetent. He's only lived off the government. He's just kind of a horrible criminal. At the same time, they want to make sabotage look like incompetence to us all the time. BlackRock owns the world. We never ever talk about, or people out there don't usually talk about BlackRock and who actually runs things. But they're actually running the whole Ukrainian war, the funding that goes along with it. BlackRock is the, are the ones that stepped in. BlackRock actually has had a very, very uh, tiny history. Uh, they hadn't been around very long before they were the chosen company to make sure that they controlled the whole housing fallout, too. And now they're controlling the Ukrainian war. They also or what's not a war. They also are the ones that are basically kind of monopolizing housing, right? And, uh, and gobbling up all the housing across the United States. It's sabotage, but it's made to look like incompetence. So everybody thinks that Biden is just a buffoon. No, he's a buffoon. That is the, they roll him out, you know, they roll him out of his little ice chest to go into the fake theater next to the White House to do his little press conferences and then roll him back into his little, uh, his little uh, cooler again so they could keep him for the next event. He is just the face, the incompetent face. But it's not really incompetence. It's sabotage by this entire party that absolutely hates this country. And when I say party, I mean the uniparty, the rhino Republicans and the lefty loonies. They hate this country. They want to see it destroyed. And they work as one behind the scenes. The other thing that we never talk about that is behind all of this is the life insurance industry. They're never, ever talked about. But man, what a stake they have had in the eugenics game and calculating and betting on our lives. 19, or 1883 to 1893, Dr. David Martin does a great piece on this, by the way. Got to give him props for this. Uh, life insurance industry made more than the coal industry, the steel industry, and the manufacturing industry combined in that 10 years. If you want to know who runs the world, it's actually the insurance companies. This is when eugenics became the goal. Insurance companies put up the banks to be the fall guy so that everybody would say Rockefellers, Rothschilds, and the banksters. But really what it was, too, behind all of this, in 1904, we had a new president sworn into office, elected in 1904, sworn into office in 1905. And standing next to him 
were all the executives of the major insurance companies. They figured out that they could game life. And this is when the eugenics programs really kicked it into high gear. And they sought to not only come out with their vaccination program due to pharma um, that would affect all of us and make all of our health worse, because the only result of the vaccination program of 60 years is that we have worse health than we've ever had in this country. Isn't that amazing? Hmm. We talk about the bankers ruling everything, but it was really the insurance companies behind them. And what makes insurance companies work is the term life policy. See, people start to get their term life insurance policy and the average of 17 years goes by and they go, well, why am I paying this? So what happens is you stop paying, you get nothing for the 17 years of money you put in because you were just sort of gaming your own death, right? If, if something happened. And the reason and, and the way that they could do this, they started out with this being the widows and orphans funds. And that's how they kind of gauged it into existence was the widows and orphans funds through all the ministers. And they used the clergy in America in the 1800s to sort of game what they were, what they were going to do. But then people started joining up, buying their term life insurance policies. And the first thing that happened was World War I. And in World War I, we lost a lot of troops and those troops never collected on their insurance policies. The policies, they never ever really, you know, instructed people how to get their money back, how to, how, or not money back, but the paid for death, right? The insurance companies realized that they could make a killing off of war and off of all the other things they set out to do. This is a little bit like why in the, at the same time in 1905, that the states started telling you, you had to have a birth certificate and that that birth certificate turns you into chattel, turns you into cattle made you a hot commodity on the stock market. You are bought, sold, and traded on the stock market, your birth certificate from the moment you start your life. And the reason they're so adamant that you get when you can't do anything in this life without some form of documentation that suffices to them is because this is when they really started gaming your death. Harry Laughlin in 1914, this was the eugenist of the eugenists. He's never ever talked about, but man, what a history. What a history is there with life insurance companies. And so it was the same time they started institutionalizing medicine and changing it to virus. Virus doesn't exist. It's invisible. But they were smart enough to mix it into bacteria and sell it as virus. So you have 123 years of gaming the system to your death. They can pretty much approximate when you're going to die. They can pretty much tell you and game your life and trade you on the uh, your birth certificate. In fact, you, I think you can go to fidelity.com and find out how you're traded, what you're traded for. But it is truly amazing that they turned us into commodities. I, I talk about this because we don't ever talk about the insurance, the life insurance angle, because we talk about the bankers all the time. We just don't talk about the people behind the bankers that propped up banking. And that was when they learned that they could make a killing off of you and I and off of life insurance. In fact, the only couple of articles I've read in the last three years were that life insurance companies um, were, uh, were looking at a lot. They were gaming for a lot more death to happen because of the shots. The shots were then going to cause cancer. They know these cancers are coming. It lights up cancer in your body. And people are told to stay away from um, doing any scans or anything for a while after they get the boosters for a reason. It's because cancer lights up. And so they know this. They're gaming for it. And they're kind of hoping that people kind of forget or don't realize they have these life insurance policies out there hanging around, that they do make a killing off life insurance. It's a really sad state of affairs and something that we need to talk about more and introduce, I think, to the public more. I don't think we go back to the beginning of the 1900s and realize that eugenics came about because they realized there was so much money in death and all they had to do was profit off of us on the way out using pharma, using their vaccinations. Your God-given immune system does not reside in a bottle and a needle. It does not. It resides in your body. You have a great immune system. Don't believe the COVID theater. Don't believe the banking theater. It's all theater. There was never even a reason for that bank to fail other than maybe some people got some really good old double dipping happening and they got some really big payoffs by the Fed. 
There's a lot of money laundering going on right now and a lot of distractions. The whole Trump arrest thing, so fake. The whole J6 thing, entirely faked and drummed up. And there's some people paying the price for that because they went along with walking into the Capitol and they were able to make domestic terrorists out of them. That's very real. But the whole engineered event of January 6th, all fake. Banksters, all fake. In fact, when you start to really kind of look under the hood and see really what's going on, it's like the, the theater of theaters for the last 120 years. And I hope we can finally put all the pieces together. The medical institution was gamed to make sure they never talk about health and they only represent pharma. It's like a big pill-popping mafia is going on and we don't even see it. You go to your local hospital, they're going to do what the NIH tells them to do. It's not about your health. They're not about saving you. That's why they were eager to give people remdesivir and a ventilator, right? The only people that were dying in COVID were in the ICUs. We got a whole medical cabal going on. We got the training of the Johns Hopkins Medical Institution going on. We've got, we've got theater in every single area. So much is faked. And what do we do as a people? We stop buying into the fakeness. Get your kids out of the schools that teach them when you're going to a Roman school, you're going to come out a Roman. Stop putting them in public school. Stop buying into the lies. Turn off the TVs. I love the show Network when he said, Turn off your TV. They're selling you. They're selling you continuously. Turn it off. These are the things we need to be doing and we can do them quietly. We can do them quietly, but just do them. Because as we do them, we, get, we take away their power to propagandize to us and to sell us. And that's the most important thing is we see the lies. I'm Kate Daly, your guest host from the Kate Daly Show for the Alex Jones Show. So happy to be with you today talking about this huge theater. You got to call it what it is. When everything is a lie, which it is now, there's only one place to find the truth. And it's not in government stats or government reports or um, declarations. It's, it's, uh, it's with God. And I know you speak about uh, that often. And I believe... Look, we, we need God more more than ever. And I know that there are people listening perhaps that don't believe in God, but I'm a big believer in um, having faith. Even though I'm, I'm rather pessimistic, I do know how the book ends. I know, I know how the story ends, and we do prevail. Exactly. There are no atheists in foxholes. Where there's life, there's hope. When So don't lose hope. Don't get discouraged. I know that there are people out there thinking, well, you know, what's left for me to do? One of the things, and, and again, this is not a shame or this is not a plug, but you know, we need to support your InfoWars store. We need to support yours. By the way, my wife loves Tumeric 95. Her joints have never been better. Okay. So uh, folks, make sure you support InfoWars store. Okay. Please do that. Well, I just can't, we I can't say to our there. listeners how much the enemies of freedom hate this show. They hate your show. I mean, um, I will plug for you and for me. Folks, you want us to fight? We will do it. But it's like sending military out to war without ammunition and weapons. I mean, we'll, and I'm not bitching. I just, I, I, I just, I back, back in 19, back in like 2016, we had plenty of money. I, I, our subscription service, I said it's free now. I, I barely was plugging. You know, we had all this extra money. And now I wish back then I was, you know, would have pushed harder, saved up money because now with the deplatforming and the attacks, folks, you know, we need support. So do you. But what we really need is people to share the links and articles to our videos and your videos, your reports, Doug, because the public's ready. The ground's fertile right now. The mines are ready. It's easy to outpace your supply lines. And, and I think that's where a lot of us are. Um, you, you know, we're, we're in so deep that we can't. Look, we need that support. You need that support. So, again, folks, please support Alex Jones. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. I, I know there's things that he won't say that... that uh, that look, he, he needs your support. We all need your support, but especially Infowars.com, Infowars Store. Please do that. There it is, turmeric toothpaste. Uh, turmeric toothpaste. Uh, I, I love, I love that too. My wife does as well. Big fan of all of your products. Okay, folks, don't lose hope. Please don't do that. Um, I, I know that things look bleak, but we again, we know how the story ends, and I think. Look at everything that happens, not through, not with blinders, but, but with 
um, in the context of a larger agenda. Think bigger, uh, look bigger, and, and look for the connections. I use the analogy of that great movie that's based on positive true stories, Horse 10 from Navarone, where they blow up the dam, it doesn't fall right away, and they all panic. The explosive expert goes, watch, it's gonna fall, take about 20 minutes, just watch. We've been through all this and nothing, nothing but You have to let nature take her course. And, and look, I think we've already blown the enemy. We just have to get ready and then stand back. Amen to that. Amen. And, and you're doing a great job. And, I, and again, I want to thank you so much for allowing me to be part of your program today. I really appreciate what you do. Dr. Fauci, knowing that it is a crime to lie to Congress, do you wish to retract your statement of May 11th where you claimed that the NIH never funded gain-of-function research in Wuhan? I totally resent and it could that. Have been. And if anybody and it could is have been. lying here, Senator, it is you. I think there's no doubt that NIH was funding gain-of-function research. Is it likely that American tax dollars funded the gain-of-function research that created this virus? I think it did, not only from NIH, but from the State Department, USAID, and from DOD. You're listening to Resolution Radio, 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 ResolutionRDO.com.